Hi, beautiful soul fam. Thanks for joining in this fresh episode of Ceremony Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Shaman, and the author of the best-selling animal power book and deck, Allison Charles Story. Today's conversation is one about a decade in the works, and it's with Deborah Hannekamp, aka Mama Medicine. She's the author of the best-selling book, Ritual Baths, and the founder of Space by Mama Medicine. She facilitates medicine readings online and all over the world. And in a world of gurus and self-help, Mama Medicine encourages us to be our own healer, something I also very much believe in. And she helps us connect to the true master within us all, the power of love. And as you'll hear in our chat, Deborah and I have known of each other for close to a decade, even both living in Brooklyn, New York for most of that, but it wasn't destined for us to connect in person until today. So you are a witness to it and with us in it. And being aware of Deborah's work for so long, there are two main themes that revealed that I knew I wanted her to cover with us, and they are the witch wound and you are nature. She shares with us what the witch wound is and the first steps to healing or transcending it. I ask her what the most witchy thing is about her, and her answer will most likely surprise you. We talk about how to use our bodies as a divination tool, and as we are nature, some of the surprising aspects of ourselves as humans that you might not know, like, spoiler alert, we are actually bioluminescent. And she shares passionately about what healing fragmentation is, the importance of not throwing any aspect of ourselves and experiences away, and what owning our wounds can, with honor, provide for us. Why it's important to humble ourselves for nature, what scrying is and how you can do it, and tons more. This is a special time shared together with Deborah. She is such a lovely, honest, and devoted soul. So thank you for deciding to join around Sacred Grandfire with me and healing the witch wound and remembering you are nature with Deborah Hannekamp. Oh boy, wow. Here we go, Deborah. It's so great <laughs> to have you here on Ceremony Circle. It's so good to be here. I'm honored. Ah, thank you. And it just feels like truly I'm sitting with an old friend, even though. <laughs> This is the first time we've actually, like, I've seen you in my dreams at times and like in other realms, I'm sure we have spoken a lot, but in earth realm today, it's so wild that after us both living in Brooklyn and being in New York city for so long. And, you know, when we were both being ushered by the universe to be more outward facing and in the media, you know, you and I were in a lot of the same articles and magazines and I have been so aware of you, I feel like for about a decade, yet today's the first day we speak. It's the right time. I totally trust in divine timing. Likewise. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to begin, we're going to hone in on a couple of main categories with you today, the witch wound, and then the theme that you are, we are nature. And I was just curious, because you've been, you know, on the spiritual medicine path, whatever we want to call it for so, so long, and you could share about really anything. I was just personally curious at this point in your life, what led you to really honing in on those two things, the witch wound and the concept that we are nature? Well, the you are nature thing for me, the theme for me feels like it's the utmost healing experience and realization that we can have. You know, I, I've been in the spiritual healing, like non-dogmatic world for two decades, and I've just seen a lot of people putting stuff on. And I also have like put a lot on. And as I matured on my spiritual path, I realized that it was important for me actually to take stuff off, mm. peel off this label, peel off that label. Mm. And then what's left there is just the nature that I am. And so you are nature is a way for me to bring forward folks original essence. Ah, God, that is just like drumming up and swirling up 
so much goodness in me and I very much relate, you know, and it's, and it's beautiful to witness our own evolution as we get deeper on the path and grow within ourselves. But yeah, you know, looking back, I was thinking not too long ago how for a very, very long time, I was genuinely called every single day I had a bindi on my forehead. It just, it's just what called to me. It's what felt right to me. And I did that truly daily for, I don't know, I, I'm not for certain, but maybe a few years. And that's just one example though, you know, of just where we're at it, at different times. And I've just been noticing even within my own self, you know, we went to my Luke and I, for anyone new, Luke is my husband. We went to a, a spiritual gathering at a, at a medicine church here in Texas a couple of days ago. And, you know, I show up in sweatpants and a black t-shirt and my Air Jordan sneakers. And I don't know what made me think about that, maybe because I was observing other people in more spiritual attire, but I, I was just reflecting on how I feel good with where I'm at right now. And it's no judgment on anyone else, you know, wear what you want and wear what makes you feel good. But I very much relate to what you just said. Mm. Mm, yeah, wear what you want, whether it's like clothing or or labels or like stories or practices, because actually like none of this stuff really truly matters at all. And if we can see that we're all nature, then I think we'll able we'll be able also to see how connected we all are too. Mm -hmm. I am nature, you are nature, we are nature, we love nature, we're from nature, we return to nature. And like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And yeah. then what, are, what about the witch wound? Were you just seeing in your personal work, clients and the public, just a need for someone to kind of come into that realm and support people and, and healing that witch wound? Yeah, I think that there's a lot of really gifted healers out there who have a tendency to keep themselves hidden because of past experiences because of being persecuted in this life or in past lives. And just, it, it's, it is often actually, I've noticed like really gifted healers usually have a very tumultuous upbringing. So it is a lot of this life, but why is that tumultuous upbringing there in the first place? Like what happened in the past lives to, to create that, right? So I was noticing a lot of that coming up and really wanting to support the people who have this natural healing energy and just bring it forward out into the world through healing the witch wound. Mm -hmm. So let's just stay in this essence mm -hmm. of the witch wound because I agree. I mean, it's something that I personally have, I mean, there's still, you know, fragments that come in a little bit, I think around, I'll have you explain what the witch wound means to you. But when I look back on my many years on the path, that particular theme of needing to tend to and heal and transmute and transcend different aspects of the witch wound within myself has been a pretty steady through line. And it's, it's required so much of me, I mean, at times, all of me to to keep holding the line, perhaps especially because, you know, folks like you and I are, are called to do the work so publicly, it might exacerbate certain aspects of that witch wound. But I really, I know, and I can feel that my community as well would be supported by you kind of unpacking this a little bit, what the witch wound is and a couple of practices that can maybe help get them on their way if they feel resonance that they need to heal it themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also feel really inspired through the the witch wound through the work with the witch wound to help people to discover their kind of spiritual lineage mm -hmm. or just to create a space in which the discovery of that spiritual lineage could be possible and the remembering of things that are very important for us because I feel memory is just so important for healing. I love that. So how would you describe, you know, if someone goes to your Instagram or website and sees this as like a pretty primary offering that sparks something in them and they're like, I wonder if I have a witch wound, how would you describe it to somebody? 
it's a wound that we carry from this life or past lives from sharing our healing gifts with the world and our creative gifts with the world and being ostracized or persecuted for the sharing of those gifts that then leads us to kind of want to stay hidden rather than listen to the calling of bringing our unique medicine forward into the world. Mm -hmm. And can you explain or share, I know we're making a, a leap from what I just asked you to what I'm about to ask you. There's, there's a big gap, <laughs> big gateway in between. But if someone, let's say they've already gotten an awareness, like, ooh, this is definitely me. And I, I'm really feeling, I, the, the call inside of me is getting so strong. I can no longer ignore it. I know I need to come out more with my gifts, but they still feel stuck in the fear that might come up around the witch wound. Like what are a, a beginning step or two that they can begin to take to start to tend to that wound and heal it? I would say the very first step would be creating self-trust mm -hmm. because then you don't actually have to worry too much about trusting others. Like if you can trust yourself and your intuition, that would be the first step. But I guess there's a how to create self-trust, which I think would come from trying to be your own best friend in so many ways. And if, you know, if somebody really takes care of us, we have a tendency to trust them. And so really taking care of our creations, really taking care of our bodies, really taking care of our spirits and our minds and creating a sense of self-trust through that. And then really understanding it's, it's not about trusting this one or that one or that one. It's about, can I trust myself? And if I am attacked, if I am persecuted, if I am ostracized, I also have everything I need within me to be able to pick myself up and continue to shine. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Rattling to that. I feel very, feel that very deeply. There are so many times on my journey where, I mean, I could give countless examples, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the fires in years past when they would come in through whatever form of attempt attack or, you know, whatever the case might be, when they would enter in a long time ago, I remember it would feel literally like a, a dagger straight to my gut or chest. And I would also feel the dagger being like twisted. I mean, it would take me down for the count. I would just really be in the throes of it sometimes for days and really having to, you know, with all I could muster tapping into all the tools I had to clear away the fears or the fires that were coming up around the attack. And it would take everything in me to get up and keep going and hold the line. And through, you know, enough of those experiences, then the fires wouldn't feel as intense. And it's just been kind of this ongoing journey for me where I've just witnessed the intensity lessening and other skills within me and, and support from other places get getting stronger. So it's like the tipping of the scales a bit. And I'm really grateful for where I'm at with it right now. But yes, trusting, I guess I'm saying all this to say that I really agree, the trusting of myself, and also, you know, me surrendering so early on to my calling into the shamanic ways, and just knowing that I'm really living by the guidance of great spirit and great mother earth and my own soul. And at the end of the day, for me, that that's truly all that matters. And the understanding that when we're in our power and sharing our gifts, it, it, it it's going to activate people in different ways. And, you know, there's a lot to this orb that we're talking about, and it, it's been a real dance for me. And maybe for others listening, maybe it won't be as intense for you. I'm not trying to instill any unnecessary additional fears, but I can just say for me, it's, it's been, it's been a lot to, to work and find my way through this. Have you found that for yourself as well, that 
you know, some of the potential attacks along the way back in the day, they were really intense, but you found a, a better way with it now? Yeah, I, I think that for me, it's been about understanding that not everyone is going to like me, you know, just, just like, I don't like everyone. <laughs> I have love for everyone, but I don't actually like everyone, you know? And so I have worked a lot with focus, energetic focus. Where am I, who am I focusing on? Like the, all the people who love me or like this one person who doesn't. And you know, I think when we work in spirituality, there's a lot that's open to misinterpretation and we can really mean well, really have these really pure intentions, but we sometimes are not fully clear on what the other's path has been that is receiving our offering. And so there will be times where you put something out there into the world that you feel like is so beautiful and it's so from your heart and it's going to inspire and help so many people but the way that will land in the unique individual is kind of a wild card and so when we so when we get these people who are menacing energies in a way it's understanding that and and honoring that our medicine didn't really land for that person in the way that we intended to and that's okay mm-hmm yeah, I've had to work that piece of yeah, just people pleasing wound or the desire that to be to be liked. I've had to look at both of those portals quite a bit and have reconciled it quite a bit. And the last little thing that I'll share is, you know, just to maybe offer for the soul fam joining us an example of how it worked for me in me remaining steadfast and just doing all I could to navigate and find my way with my witch wound. I recently culminated to an interesting place just a couple of weeks ago where unexpected calling to work with this doctor healer who was unexpectedly in town. And as those situations go, I find myself in a barn having, you know, new life force energy activated in me by her. And it's this whole like five hour journey that I embark on. And it was really unexpected how in the very ending of this five hour journey, because her work on paper isn't about where we landed. And so that's why I didn't see it coming. But the the final energetic Thing that occurred within me is I saw this vision of like a whirlpool swirling around my entire body. And the messaging that was so loud and clear was it was resetting my entire central nervous system around exactly what we're talking about, around the witch wound, around, you know, the old imprints or old triggerings that had kind of gotten stuck or fragmented inside of me where I think it was kind of keeping me in a loop a little bit when a, a, an attempt of an attack or whatever, slandering or whatever might try to come into my experience and field, it was hitting those places. And so I was navigating it better, but it was still hitting something. Mm-hmm. But a couple of weeks ago, I just like something washed through and just reset my whole system. So we'll see, you know, we'll see moving forward what that means. But I'll just say I was very, very grateful to feel that happen. Mm. And while we're on, you know, the the witch category of things, I know this might be a little bit of just a random toss in question, but again, just personally curious what would you say are a few of your strongest witchy ways that you have, you know, just to kind of paint a picture for people like a daily ritual or something that you do with the moon where, you know, you could categorize it as like, oh, this is a witchy way that I have. Oh my gosh, my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Especially now that I live in nature, actually, because, you know, there's this invitation on this really held property to be able to go like run outside naked in the rain and you know like last night my daughter and I we spent some time outside just bathing our energy in stars and just looking up at all of the stars to honor the new moon and we were talking about the new moon so 
I think that there's something about actually guiding her and understanding that my impression on her is very important. That would be like the witchiest thing ever mm. is, is being a mom, actually. Ooh, unexpected yeah. answer by Deborah. Oh, <laughs> this is good. Huh? I'm going to sit with that, you know, because Luke and I are on the conception journey and I feel that it's in the cards for us, but we'll see. I'm not attached, but hopeful. So yeah, I feel like that'll be a good meditative practice for me to kind of tune into what that might mean for me and how that might apply as I say yes more and more to becoming a mom myself. The witchiest thing you do is being a mom. Yep. That's something good to ponder. Okay. So because time is limited and I watched your whole online, we are, is it you, we are nature or you are nature? We are nature. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was really beautifully done and I loved, yeah, everything about it. So I think I want to start with, because there's so much in that online retreat that you have, but one thing that felt like it would be very useful is explaining to folks how an example or two, how they might be able to use their body as a divination tool. Um, I really, I really liked that, you know, working, yeah, working with earth, working with our body and, and how, how to use it as a divination tool. Oh my gosh. I see. I just got chills as you asked that because my body was like, oh, good. <laughs> We're also talking about the matter. I I think that just the human body is so incredibly fascinating. I mean, the fact that the element of water it really connects us to our intuition and our ability to reflect and our connection to the divine feminine. And we are mostly made of water. We are mostly made of water. It's just, it's incredible. And I feel like our bodies tell us very clearly, this is the right romantic relationship or not. This is the right work or not. This is the right nourishment for your soul, for your body, for your mind or not. Like there, there's so much trash out there, you know, that we can put into our spirits, that we can put into our mind, that we can put into our bodies. But th then there's also so much available beauty and, and nourishment. And so just to be able to listen to the body and its subtle, gentle reactions. Mm. For example, I feel like if you are doing work that really feels right for you, whatever that, that work might be. Maybe it's, you know, vocational work, maybe it's spiritual work, or maybe it's just like your work in the world, right? But if you're doing work that's in alignment with you, things should feel really good in your head. Like you, you should feel like there's a clarity in your head, like, like you're able to really mentally show up for whatever it is that you're offering. Whereas when things are a little bit off, maybe you start getting headaches. Maybe you start feeling like a pressure in the witch's eye. Mm. Maybe you start getting eczema or, or rashes or breaking out. That would be me. That would have been me pre-awakening body, just eczema all over, but continue. Mm -hmm. No, but it, it's, it's amazing. Like our our bodies tell us like, I, I love this home. I love this situation or, or not. And it's all these physical things that we try to fix and we try to, to mend rather than like actually really listening to and understanding that maybe like a gut issue, for example, is actually your body working as a divinatory tool to show you that there's more healing work to do with your mother wound. Yeah, I had so much. My body came in like my best friend and not like a best friend. I did not honor or listen for quite a long time, which is what led me to my divine intervention. But yeah, panic disorder. I actually was for a, a brief time prescribed and taking anti-anxiety medication and mm -hmm. severe autoimmune with the eczema and just so many things. And a couple of steps that I started to take even before I got out of that previous relationship that ended up being the instrument for everything changing 
even before exiting out, I was, I was trying a little bit to listen and I started getting colonics and I started juicing and yeah, there was a lot going on in my gut system that was a good starting. Yeah. Okay. And so let's see, I, can you share a couple of things? I was really loving when we, you know, got to the part of, of course, getting into more details of how we are nature, like the bioluminescence or how the skeleton is crystalline. I would venture to guess that not many people know some of those factoids. Can you share a couple of those things? I mean, the bioluminescence is so exciting because of that feeling of like the glow and we glow and we, we glow when you're pregnant, you glow. Like there's, I mean, I, I was not a glowing pregnant woman, Really? no, (laughs) no, but most women are (laughs) interesting. Okay. Was not to, you know, switch gears, but was pregnancy just, was it tough for you or. Oh my gosh. It was so tough. Well, it was, it was like the circumstances that I was in too. So we'll come back to the glowing, but I, so I was closing my brick and mortar healing space that I had had for five years and I was so broke and my husband was very, 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 very sick. He had ulcerative colitis and like he, he couldn't eat. He was very, very ill. And then I, and then we had rats that came into our apartment and the rats brought in fleas. So it was like the really intense infestation energy. And I was nauseous from the moment of conception until giving birth. I was just nauseous the whole time and, uh, and very like more sensitive. I'm very sensitive to smell as it is and more sensitive to smell than I've ever been before. So the only thing that I could tolerate eating was like bread, butter, and chocolate mm. and everything else. I was like, get that salad away from me. <laughs> But I'm about to throw up. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That feels so intense. Yeah. It was intense. It was, but you know, my daughter, she, she has the kind of energy that just, it's not possible to ignore. Like she has this real presence to her. And it makes sense to me with that pregnancy, like, okay. You're not going to be one of those pregnant women who's out being social all over the place. You're going to, you're going to just be here with how you feel Mm -hmm. and be really, really conscious with this pregnancy. It was like forced presence with the pregnancy. Man, (laughs) ongoing forced presence. Amazing. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I'm always so curious because we're in that place in life. So I always love to hear. I'm excited for you that you're in that place. I'm so excited for you. I, I'm, I hope it works out and that you feel really good about it because it's, it's like the most powerful healing ceremony ever birth and pregnancy. And also just being a mom, it's like very profound. I can feel yes everything that you have said i was astounded and luke and i kind of chat regularly about how wild it was even by us he and i coming together just in this quote unquote simple saying yes to doing this to opening up the parenting birthing conception portal and just that yes before like we even got going just when that portal presented from the yes, I was like, oh, wow. Okay. This is a whole world, a whole, there's miracle energy and things in here that I have never encountered. And so, yeah, we can't believe the teachings and healings and miracles and all the things, expansions that have come in and we haven't even had the child yet. So yeah, feel a lot of what you're saying on that. Yeah, my I felt my daughter's spirit around me for like five years before she was born. She would I would see these beautiful 
blue snowy owl eyes in a lot of my ceremonies. And I thought it was maybe my grandmother, but when I would really look at the eyes, it was somebody else. Mm. And yeah, then, but I didn't know that I could get pregnant because I had a tumor when I was eight and it crushed my ovary and my fallopian tube and it all got taken out. And then I had fibroids crushing the other ovary. And I went down to the Amazon on a regular dieta I was doing at that time in my training. And my teacher, who's like very kind of stoic, kind of silent guy, was like, do you ever want to get pregnant? And I said, yes. And then he made me a concoction like specific for my spirit to be able to get pregnant and melt the fibroids and increase fertility and all of that. And as soon as I got back and Herman, my husband and I had sex, I was pregnant. Wow. So really, really miracle. Yes. Birth is a freaking miracle. It's so amazing birth. Yeah. You know, it is, it's such, it is such a miracle. It is so profound that journey. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Hey fam, popping in here super quick to remind you that my best-selling Animal Power book and card deck are both available and out now. Animal Power book is 100 animals to energize your life and awaken your soul. It's a deluxe compendium of power animals. So anytime you dream of an animal or have an animal continuously crossing your path and you're wondering why is this animal showing up so much for me, just pop into my beautiful book that also has a gorgeous full page color illustration of each animal to learn its wisdom teachings and meanings so you can more deeply understand why that animal showed up in your life. An animal power deck is super fun to work with. You can pull a random card to see what animal has a message for you that day or ask the deck a specific question to see what clarity might reveal. Both animal power book and deck are available everywhere books are sold. The book has been the number one new release in shamanism and many other categories. You can also get them from my website. And when you visit there, allisoncharles.com backslash animal power. That's A-L-Y-S-O-N, allisoncharles.com backslash animal power you'll also receive a free video drumming shamanic journey that i personally guide where you can meet your current power animal i appreciate your support so much and now back to today's show all right back to how we're bioluminescent yeah the research that i've done on it is really quite fascinating so if you are outside in the dark but it's a full moon you have this kind of glow to yourself and mm. people with more melanin in their skin actually have more bioluminescence in their skin. So like with brown eyes, you have more of a bioluminescence, like the, the darker you are, the more you glow, which I just feel like is so beautiful with this idea that everything in nature encourages us to find balance and mm fullness and there's this sense of harmony in it also if you've ever been able to see a bioluminescent see like maybe you've done a travel down to puerto rico or something like that or i remember the first time i saw bioluminescence was in thailand in the ocean it's it's so incredibly magical right mm -hmm. and then to think that that same magic that we see it also exists in us then how could we ever deny how magical we are actually mm. you know, just and, and how magical our body is and also how capable our body is too. Mm. Yeah. Can you share one or two things around, you know, just to further express the importance of allowing ourselves to get more and more unified and connected with nature, like, something that you have seen within your own life or clients you work with, like the more that they allow that certain shifts that can begin to happen when you get more connected to nature? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think like a big thing I would throw out there is if you 
don't feel good. Like if you feel off or you feel like you're just alongside of yourself in a lot of ways, check to see when the last time was that you went outside. And there's this sense of as soon as we go outside, even if it's bad weather or whatever, you you just you feel better because you're you're outdoors, you're out of your box, right? But I would like to share that for me personally, being in the city for 20 years in New York City and being who I am has been so hard. Like I deeply love and appreciate New York for everything that it's given me. But originally I ended up there because I felt like I was needed there. Like I had to be in New York. But the atmosphere that I'm in right now with living in the North country, living in the mountains, in a place where the seasons change very distinctly. Mm. It feels like there's this affirmation of everything that I've dreamt up or everything that I've ever felt or imagined. It's like nature is constantly affirming it to me. And the magic that I, I have always felt to be able to actually live in nature, I now get to really see that magic. Yesterday, we had a wolf slash coyote walk down our driveway. And, you know, a few days ago, we saw like this cute little baby black bear picking crab apples, like all the really wild mountain forest is, it's just really affirming. Like I, I'm looking out right now at this circle of white birch trees. And I remember when I was envisioning or asking great spirit to show me where we're meant to live because my husband is Dutch. So we could live like there were too many options. Let's put it that mm. We're also, he, he's Dutch. So we have the option of, you know, being bicontinental, but then also neither of us have ever really had that sense of like a solid home. Like we've, We've both we've been wanderers and feel at home kind of wherever we go. So it's been a hard decision to get to where we are now. Mm. When I would ask Great Spirit, show me where we're meant to be. I just kept on seeing birch trees. And it's like, great, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that narrows it down a little. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he came up here to look at this place Um and it, and I was like, Herman, is there birch trees out front? And he was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> send that? me a picture. Yeah. But when we got here, there was this row of birch trees, exactly like what came through in my vision. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It, I, when you were filming, I think you did the retreat videos in different locations, but yeah. were some of them around where you are or were you visiting other places? One was in the very north of Maine, which if you ever get the chance to go to Maine, have you been? Yes, I've been to Bangor and like, it's, it's incredible up there. Wow. wow. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's not far, but from where I am now, but it's, it's like way up there. It's right next to Nova Scotia. And then also out in the Hamptons was another part, like right by the ocean was mm. another part where, where we were. And yeah. it was really nice to have all those watery elements in it. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that you were able to send those transmissions into, into the modules in, in different ways. I want to cover because it felt so important. And I love to hear you talk about how we never want to throw anything away. The, the healing of fragmentations and why that's so important to not throw things away and how this relates to nature. If you can kind of unpack that a bit for people. Yeah, I'm going to try to narrow it down into a few minute answers. So forgive me, because this is something I'm so lit up about right now. Me too. So everything in nature, there's the sense of the triskele, the, the triple spiral, of everything like arising, abiding, and fading away. The trees that I look out at right now, just six months ago, these trees were budding, and now all the leaves are falling off and soon they'll be budding again. So there's this real sense of 
arrives, abide, fade away in nature, right? If nature were to discard what it was releasing, where would all the energy go? You know, where, where, where would it go? Like right now, the leaves that fall, they're going to become fertile soil. They're going to become compost that new life can grow from. There's a very strong sense of this healing wheel here. But if, if, the, if the nature was throwing things out, where would the energy go? And I think that this is true also for us when we hear, like, let it go, just let it go, let this go, cut this away, throw that away. It's like, well, where does the energy actually go? Because it doesn't disappear. So where does it go and what does it become? So I like the idea much more of transforming energy. So let's say you had a big heartbreak and, you know, the, the wounding still feels fresh, even though it was 10 years ago. Somebody might say, hey, listen, it's really time to let that go, but it's still feeling fresh for you. So how, how can you do that, right? Whereas if you still have a wounding from a heartbreak from 10 years ago, rather than letting it go, is there a way to give it to the fire of your spirit to allow that wound to transform into wisdom? Mm -hmm. And so you know how to move forward in love for the next time it presents itself to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we just stay on it for like one or two more minutes? Because it's also the thing that I'm perhaps the most inspired and, and lit up about as well. What about, let's say there's a, an aspect of oneself that maybe somebody feels ashamed of, like a behavior or a pattern that they just can't seem to overcome or transcend. I, I'm really fascinated right now about how to healthily integrate shame energies. So it's not separate from ourselves. And I, I know I'm having trouble articulating, but maybe you get what I'm trying to say. Like, how could someone not create additional fragmentation, but include in a healthy way, any aspects of themselves that they feel shame around? Yeah. I, I feel like with shame, we have shame about something it becomes so painful to look at whatever it is we feel ashamed about. So you can see people who are actually quite advanced with being their own healer, but there's this one, as you said, like habit or, or pattern or limiting belief that is seeded from shame that they kind of turn away from. So I think that with shame, it's important to just really hold space for it and to look at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more familiar we allow ourselves to become with our shame, the more we are able to transform that shame into confidence, actually. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm seeing in my notes, I, I put this one down from, I think you said it in your course, how they become places of power rather than consistent wounding and how through embracing yourself, one can acknowledge that we actually do need each other and, and concepts like that come from focusing on not throwing aspects of ourselves away. So yeah, thanks for clarifying a little bit. If you want to dive deeper, I'm sure your course is, is still available and we'll let people know how to get that mm -hmm. before we wrap up. So I know we're getting to the tail end here. So I'm seeing what I really want to ask you before yeah. we get to the closing ceremony. I think, yeah, I was really intrigued by the scrying. Can you share a little bit about full moon and the water element and scrying and maybe explaining a little bit how listeners can get their own bucket or bowl of water and, and do a little scrying ceremony themselves? Ooh, I am really fascinated right now about all the different rituals and practices that culturally connect us and how when we go back into many, many different ancient traditions from all over the world, there's a practice of scrying. And 
essentially you would take a bowl of water, just spring water. It could be ocean water too, but that would change the energy a bit. But you take the water out onto a full moon night and then you look into the water and you allow the water to reveal to you different visions or anything that you're really meant to see. And I think scrying is actually a practice of reflection. If you try it, it's very simple. You know, you have the full moon, you have access to water. It's, it's easy to try, right? But it's a practice of reflection where I think that the things that we have in our auric field that we can sense or we're, we're already aware of in one way or another, we look into the water and then those messages or visions are reflected to us. So it's, it's reflection and it's affirmation and it's visioning. And I think it's a way to really get into the psychic, psychic and also I would say psychedelic energies that we naturally carry within us. You wouldn't necessarily be shown the future, right? But I think even if you ask questions while you are scrying, you'll be shown what is needed for the future, like mm. birch trees. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So two more things. I also really loved how you were in such a place of embodiment and example of being in a place of humility when it comes to working with nature and elements of nature and just time and time again throughout all the modules and taking everyone through, you know, working with fire, working with water, the different elements, the theme that was ever present was saying thank you and being so honoring. Can you just touch on why that is of such paramount importance when we begin to unify with nature, the humbling aspect and the honoring and, and giving thanks? Mm. You know, I think being human is so amazing and humans are so amazing, but we can be very arrogant creatures, you know, actually this to me ties in a lot to what you were talking about before around feeling persecuted. There's such arrogance actually behind that because a lot of times like the people who would persecute you have never ever taken a second to try and get to know you at all. There's just this absolute arrogance, right? And we unfortunately have been conditioned to have that same kind of arrogance when we're looking at our connection to nature. And so we assume that we know things, but we don't know, you know, we don't know. And I think that having that moment to say, just thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for holding me. Thank you for existing is the same as somebody who would want to persecute you for whatever reason, calling you up and being like, Hey, can we meet in person? get a cup of tea and have a conversation, right? So immediately when we go into that place of gratitude for the, the wild, we, we are immediately humbling down and we're asking the wild, inviting the wild to share space with us, which I think is just such an important thing to do. Like, even if you do live in a city, just taking a moment to go up to the trees and, and say, like, I see you and thank you. Even if you're just passing by them and saying, thank you. Like it, it just, it changes things so much and it helps you to move through life in a really holistic and humble way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking to my soul. Yeah. After Luke and I got this home and our little piece of land that we share with everything else that's on our land. I, we were in the backyard not long after moving in and there was this one tree and the kind of corner distance. And I, all of a sudden I was like, wait a second. I just, I could feel it feeling lonely and isolated. And 
I realized that out of all the trees on our land that I had not really paid much attention to that one for some reason myself. And, and I just, I went right over to it and I was just giving it so much love and hugging it and asking it, you know, is there anything I can do for you? Like, what do you need? And, you know, why, why do you feel lonely? And just, you know, trying to cultivate a better relationship. And now I feel like every time I go in our backyard, I'm always, you know, sending a love beam or going over and putting my hand on it and just acknowledging its presence. And I'm just so grateful to have been led to the place now where I'm able to attune to that or pick up on like, oh my God, there's this lonely tree in the corner, you know, hello friends. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the nature is speaking to you, you know, when you, you take that time to acknowledge it, the nature is, is now speaking to you and you hear it and you hear this tree being like, oh, what about me? It was exactly <laughs> the, what about me? Like, hello, like, <laughs> So sweet. Well, we'll get into your closing ceremony, but sometimes I like to have you share before we close with the ritual, like where people can find you and find the, the online retreat that we've been talking a lot about. So you can find me at mamamedicine.com and the You Are Nature retreat is underneath the retreats tab on that website. So it's very, very easy to find. It's going to be very transformational and the beautiful thing about it is it's a remote retreat so you can really take your time with it and you can also find me on the beast we know as instagram <laughs> at mama medicine yeah talk about teacher who instagram <laughs> has been a big teacher for me for many years god bless you instagram so yeah i Thank you so much. It's been so nice to connect with you and, and highly recommend if it resonates for you to check out Deborah's online retreat. I, I went through the whole thing and it's just such a mixture. There was a lot of questions that we didn't have time to get to, but I loved how you put an emphasis on singing all throughout the course. I also love to sing and I'm taking guitar lessons and it's been so healing for me to get linked into that practice. And it was just such a beautiful healing and comprehensive, really well thought out and well done online retreat program. So highly recommend that. We'll put it in the show notes. And now I will let you just take it away and tell us if we need to do anything for this closing practice. Okay. I just want to invite you actually to close your eyes. And if you are sitting in a cross-legged position, I just want to invite you to place the soles of your feet on the ground, if possible. And then go ahead and just feel the breath moving through the body without changing it at all. And as the breath moves, Allowing the eyes to relax, the jaw to relax. The back of the heart to relax. And in your witch's eye, I want to invite you to imagine yourself in a natural landscape where you feel very welcome. This can be a landscape that you know very well, one that you visited once or one that you hold in your imagination. Whatever landscape comes through is the right landscape. Trust it. And then see yourself giving an offering of gratitude to the different elements that reside 
in this place. And the nature spirits there who see you. And then allow the landscape to interact with you. Allow it to come to you. There's nothing here you have to seek for or search for. All that is meant for you in this space and time will come to you. Opening up your hands, your heart, and your mind to receive the gifts that are meant for you. Whatever gift that you've received, again, allow yourself to trust it. And then place it within your heart for you to access whenever you need to remember how gifted you truly are. Thank the land and thank yourself for showing up for this. And Allison, thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> My honor. That was such a beautiful little journey. I, I could smell the frangy panties like they were literally right here. There was monkeys. I got strapped onto the mossy mystical jungle floor by, by vines and they just covered my entire body and like latched me down to the ground and just took me into deeper trust. And then it turned me over so that I was like face down on the, on the earth. And then it, the vines like actually got so tight that they submerged me and taught me that I can still breathe even when fully submerged in the earth and the soil. And I, took my first first breaths like actually with my mouth in the land and there was a lot that happened for me in that short short journey so thank <laughs> you so much <laughs> you're so welcome oh goodness and soul fam as always thank you for sitting around the fire with us and we will sit with you again next time woo-wee what a powerful voyage that was. It is always so fun and such an honor to share space with these beautiful beings willing to generously share their time, wisdom, and energy so we can have the opportunity to enrich our own lives. And we will always share each epic guest's links and contact info in the show notes that are on my website, alisoncharles.com, and also in my weekly Ceremony Circle podcast Instagram posts at I am Allison Charles. So it makes it easy for you to connect more deeply with them. And fam, you know by now all the heart I put into creating this show. And I would love to be able to continue providing this free content for a long, long time to come. 
And what would be most supportive in me being able to do that is if you have ever felt you've gained anything positive at all from listening to a Ceremony Circle podcast episode, if it's brightened your day, if it's given you clarity or insights you've been waiting for, if you felt a healing shift during one of the closing ceremony practices, anything at all, if you can just stay on whatever platform you're now listening to this show and simply go to the rating and review section and share even one reason why you're grateful for Ceremony Circle Podcast. Sacred reciprocity is a big deal and I deeply appreciate you giving back to me so I can keep creating and providing. Sending you so much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.